Hello and welcome to the History Chronicles. Today we're going to be talking about communism in China in the 20th century and how back then it ruined China, it built China, and how that has affected it now. I'm Greer Van Volkum and I will be talking about this podcast. To start off, the Communist Party of China was formed in 1921 and was then under Mao Zedong's control in 1927. Eventually, Mao Zedong led a revolution and the Communist Party obtained full control of China in 1947. During the period of Mao Zedong's rule, tensions from results of World War I and the Treaty of Versailles were high in Europe, and the Great Depression had hit them hard economically. More locally in China, Chiang Kai-shek was still leading the nationalists to maintain their position in China, until later when they were inevitably defeated. At the end of Chiang Kai-shek's reign, China was in a great economic and cultural despair. The impact of communism under Mao Zedong's rule had killed 65 to 70 million people. Many were starving and had lost their only source of income. Many were even kidnapping other people's children and kill them for their meat. Then, sell it as cow, pig, etc. just so that they could have money for themselves and something to eat. Once both Mao Zedong and Chiang Kai-shek had passed away, the Chinese were able to establish free market reforms that brought capitalism into their government's economy. This has since helped them today in a positive aspect. More on the basis of communism, communism at the time was most prominent in Soviet Russia, which was led by their communist leader Stalin. Stalin had had influence in conflicts such as the Spanish Civil War and the Chinese Civil War, though he liked to keep his involvement in actions at a minimum as to not draw attention to himself. Once Mao Zedong had defeated Chiang Kai-shek, communism had sprouted in China as well. Some countries at the time had already been impacted, And some of those were Poland, East Germany, Czechoslovakia, Hungary, Romania, Bulgaria, Yugoslavia, and North Korea. Most were influenced by Russia, but not every single one. Some countries, like Yugoslavia, weren't very fond of it, whereas countries like China were all for it. In the late 1940s, communism was great at first for the Chinese. The peasants and farmers were prospering and treated equally, whereas the rich were greatly impacted, and most of their possessions, such as land, were taken away. However, Mao was given absolute power of China, due to him leading the Red Army and the communist government. The power got to his head, and he ended up killing several people, which made the Chinese scared and skeptical. He did this because he feared that, since he had absolute power, many would try to stop him, and those that opposed him he would attack and kill, and would spare the ones who supported him. However, once Chiang and Mao Zedong died, they were able to group together and establish their new government, the People's Republic of China, which is now the Chinese's current government today. In the beginning, Chiang Kai-shek ruled over China at the end of the Qing dynasty. He led the Kuomintang and treated the poor as if they were dirt. The rich were far more superior and benefited much more under his rule to a large extent. 
The issue with this was that most of the Chinese population was poor farmers and peasants, which wasn't good for Chiang in the long run. China then became communist due to Mao Zedong believing that the fate of China relied in the hands of the peasants and farmers. Many of the government officials were corrupt over Chiang Kai-shek, and they referred to tax collectors as blood-sucking devils. During the Long March, Mao referred to his success because he was able to gain the support and trust of the peasant people by taking food from the wealthy and feeding his troops, then giving the leftovers to the poor. Many battles he lost, but he won many as well. This made the KMT look like fools, and eventually Chiang lost the trust of many Chinese. The Chinese truly never opposed communism. They were suffering so bad under nationalism that the opportunity for equality under communism sounded appealing and relieving. Communism for the Chinese sounded like a saving grace, and in the end it truly was, even with the slight hiccups on the way. They made it their own and still use it today. Had they truly opposed the idea and development of it in their country, they probably would have gotten rid of it quickly. So how does this all tie into today? Well, today, China is one of the most successful countries on the planet. China's revolution of 1949 to 76 resulted in a vast improvement in life for the Chinese people. Between 1949 and 1975, life expectancy in China more than doubled, from about 32 to 65 years. By the early 1970s, infant mortality rates in Shanghai were lower than in New York. All of this reveals a profound reduction in the violence of everyday life. The extent of literacy swelled in the span of one generation from about 15% to 1949 to some 80 to 90% in the mid-70s. China is now the world's most populous country, with a population of around 1.404 billion, covering approximately 9,600,000 square kilometers. It is the third or fourth largest country by total area. Often best described as a socialist market economy, the Chinese model retains radical elements of its communist origins. However, it didn't go full-on capitalist from 1979, but rather experimented with it for 20 to 30 years. Deng Xiaoping made many compromises to open up his country's economy, which have greatly reduced poverty in China in the 90s. He did things such as opening a few test cities along the coast where capitalism was experimented in the 80s. These were key strategic locations for export. He then decollectivized the land by returning it from state-owned back to private owners. He legalized small private businesses step-by-step step and privatized small, loss-making state-owned companies and reformed large ones. All of this took over 20 years and is still going on today. Despite many countries not exactly agreeing with communism and its ideals, a lot of countries use China as a home base for many company production factories and shipments, which is an odd thing considering China used to hate foreigners and their trade in their country. China has become a huge trading manufacturing partner for many big countries, such as the US, Japan, Korea Republic, Germany, Australia, Malaysia, Vietnam, Singapore, the UK, and Thailand, though these aren't just all of them. Overall, communism was a lot up and down for the Chinese. However, they were able to persevere and overcome their challenges, 
and turned communism into perhaps one of their best successes.